everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day, my love. Yeah, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, my pee. Oh, <laughs> it is a happy day. It is a day of love. Amore. And we're going to talk about murder. Yeah, my bloody villain. <laughs> it's perfect, right? Yep. All right. So we have a special two-parter for your enjoyment today. A two-in-one. Yay, we know you love those so much. We do. Oh, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They're easier to write. They're easier to record. <laughs> and, yeah, you get both the ear candy. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's buckle up. Grab the Russell Stover. Maybe some wine. Mm, Russell Stover. And here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay. All right. So, today, my case, story, whatever you want to call it, uh, I'm talking about a bloody massacre that took place on Valentine's Day of 1929. Ooh. Yes. Going back. Going back. Okay. Going back. Okay. And of course, they got a little history in here for you. Sure, sure. Um, so before we get into it, I do want to talk about the U.S. during that time, the 1920s, the roaring, soaring 20s. Woo! Flap addresses. And it's so funny that that was that period because that period was also prohibition. Mm-hmm. So, basically, in 1920, the 18th Amendment of the United States Constitution was passed, and it brought about the Prohibition Era. All right, here we go. This basically barred manufacturing, sales, and distributions of any alcoholic beverages. Mm -hmm. Nobody getting tipsy. Nope. Nope. Uh, But us us Americans. Nobody in the club getting tipsy. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that like a weird squeak in that song? <laughs> well, no, it goes, er, buddy, in the club. But you that's why you were going to say, er. No, there's like a part in that song where it's like a skit or like there's like a er in that hmm. song, I think. I haven't listened to it in forever. Me it was either. by Jay Kwan and that but, was my shit for a while, but I don't remember now. We're going to have to listen to it. Yep. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, nobody in the club was getting tipsy. <laughs> Uh, it lasted for 13 years until finally repealed by the 21st Amendment, which passed in 1933. So, oh, 13, 13 whole years of no, no booze. Drunk, well, I was going to say drunk driving accidents, but it was also the 1920s, so. And. Drunk carriage accidents. <laughs> <laughs> the Model T, Just maybe? Kidding. Yeah, time, I yeah. know. Little Model T accident, Thunder Bender. <laughs> 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 I literally have, like, an old Ford model that sits on my TV stand. I literally know what I'm going to watch when I go home later, and it's definitely Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, that's perfect. Toast in the mood. Toast in the mood. Toast in the mood. (laughs) After all this murder and delight. Yep. Um, But if you know anything about the 20s, it was quite the party. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Mm Mm-hmm. So with Prohibition, it came a lot of illegal activity. The black market. Yeah. Bootleggers were those who manufactured and distributed illegal liquor, most likely um, moonshine or bathtub gin, as it was called <laughs> yeah. at the time. At least it's not prison wine. Prison wine in your toilet. You could call them uh, boozleggers <laughs> instead <laughs> oh, of bootleggers, God. boozleggers. Uh, I think that it was probably similar 
with what they had to make it with and how it probably was not very tasty. Probably got you fucked up, though. You were probably getting real fucked up on that bathtub gin. Um, (laughs) Yummy. Oh, God. And that was probably before showers, maybe. Something I gotta learn to make, apparently. The whole family is taking tub tubbies. Yeah. And bam, making your gin. Oh, God. So nasty. So nasty. So these bootleggers would supply underground bars and clubs called Speakeasy with the illegal liquor, Mm -hmm. offering quite a lot of money to anyone daring enough to take part. And Speakeasies were basically underground bars that you would go and hang out at, you know... Against the law. <laughs> Must have been a pretty scary time. My anxiety probably would have been over the moon. I probably would have been one of the ones going there, being excited to go there. I don't know if I would or not. I feel like I would have been a different person in the 20s. You know, not as socially induced anxiety as today's world has curated. Yeah. So, um... A lot of the bootleggers at the time were even transporting the booze across state lines. Boozleggers. Call them boozleggers. <laughs> boozleggers. <laughs> there is a reason why they're called bootleggers, but I can't... I didn't I get am. into that, guys. I didn't yeah. get into it. I think it's like... Oh, no, that's Buccaneers. So I was going to say pirates or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they call pirates uh, bootleggers sometimes? I think they do. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Not sure. Um... So, gangs had become prevalent before Prohibition, but organized crime and the mobsters really flourished in the 1920s. Oh, yeah. They brought in a lot of money off the production and sale of this illegal booze. Uh, Some of the bosses, as they were so kindly known, uh, ran the show. With enough money, they were able to pay off law enforcement and evil rival, like, even rival gangs. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of people at the time were in on these mobsters politicians Mm. and police officers pay somebody off enough money i guess you can get away with it in the 20s Mm -hmm. you know this who you know and who you blow probably yes that's probably from the 20s (laughs) cocaine (laughs) oh god well who knows what was well especially with the mob and stuff then i'm sure people were sniffing cocaine in the 20s well i mean scarface is based off of mob mentality so i'm I'm sure i'm sure Mm -hmm. so paying these people off usually offered protection during out-of-state runs but ultimately gang violence did of course break out and if you stepped on anyone's toes or areas things could definitely get deadly oh sure yeah i'm my corner yep yep this (laughs) is my this is my speakeasy i deliver the booze Uh uh-huh and a lot of them were also like into gambling and prostitution and all of that unsavory yeah. stuff as well because it was also outlawed. You know, why just do the liquor? Let's yeah, hit all three. Yeah, they still do gambling with poker and, I mean, everything else, too. Yeah, so. yeah. At least it's a little, little more legal. Nowadays, there's certain areas that make it more legal. So that, of course, leads to my segment, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, taking place February 14th, 1929. Ooh. Can't wait to hear. Yes, it's it's a bloody mess. Yeah, it sounds like it's a bloody mess. There is a picture on there of like a news article. You can see that. Uh-huh. So the massacre actually took place in Chicago. And during this time, gang on gang violence was prevalent. Take out the competitors, more money for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the logic. These gangsters were making serious cash 
according to an article on History.com, Al Capone, of course, one of mm-hmm. the biggest gangsters of the time, was bringing in $60 million a month from his illegal dealings. And think about that. That's Holy 1920 moly. money. Yeah, dude, a month. 1920 money. But, you know, Christ. the stock market is about to crash, like, this year, right? Isn't it 1929? Uh, so, good luck to you, buddy. Well, he'll probably be fine if he's got all that money anyway. Yeah, that's true. But who knows? Maybe he Unless was like, he I want to play the away. stock market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a retirement fund. <laughs> Get that doggy coin. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Oh, my God. So, violence started escalating and finally came to a head on Valentine's Day in 1929. George Bugs Moran was an English gangster who ran a hefty bootlegging business of his own. An English gangster? Irish. Huh. Okay. okay. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, and I've never seen a British gangster I always see them as like <laughs> Irish or Italian yeah, or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that's so basically now, where, you know, the rivalries came from mm-hmm. is a lot of like the, the Italian gangs will kind of stick together a little bit yeah. more and then try to take out the other Irish gangs or Chinese mafias and that thing. I, I'm not sure. I didn't go that deep. Yeah, I don't know if it was a thing <clears> back <throat> then, but it, it isn't now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Edit. <laughs> So, Moran and his associates ran the operation out of gar- out of a garage located at 2122 North Clark Street in Chicago. Hmm. On February 13th, Moran got a call from a seller. He was told he could get a large shipment of this product at a very low price. He's like, fuck yeah, let me in on that. I need more mm-hmm. money. He obviously, obviously wanted in on that. So, they agreed to meet the next morning, make the exchange, and they agreed that the garage was going to be their meeting spot. Okay. The associates of Moran, who arrived in the morning for this exchange, were Peter and Frank Gusenberg. They were brothers. James Clark, Adam Hayer, Al Wayneshank, or it could be Wayneshank. It's an odd Wayneshank. And then Reinhardt Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Um, yeah. Could be related to David Schwimmer. I thought about that. I, re- I literally I mean, thought about that when I was doing my notes. I was like, oh. How can a Friends fan not think about that? You know? You know? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, also inside was a mechanic named John May. He was just, like, servicing the vehicles. He wasn't really a part, but he kind of, he probably knew well, a He knew bit. that was going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He made it look like the front was actually real because he was there working on stuff. Yep. So. Basically. Yeah. John May's dog, Highball, was also present in the garage. But I want to say right now he was not harmed hmm. in the massacre. Okay? okay. Just no dogs were harmed in the making of this episode. Thankfully. Yes, hallelujah. He didn't choose to be <laughs> part of the mob. No, <laughs> no. It said that he was just found barking and just tied up. Still. He was probably so scared. The, yeah. But hey. He lived. He lived. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank dog. Yeah. Oh, I had to put that in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So the men arrived at the garage before 10.30 a.m. All but John May were dressed to the nines in suits and ties. Hmm. That is just how you dressed, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you're in the mob. When you're in the mob, yeah. Especially, you know, doing business. It's like, you guys gotta look shop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Moran was supposed to arrive as well, but he never ended up coming. Bugs. Before that, yes, okay. yes, yes, his nickname was Bugs. And we're on the 13th still, you said? 
Or is this the 14th? This is the 14th, okay. yeah. So this is the next day, the 14th, the day the shipment was supposed to come mm-hmm. in. Everyone's waiting for their cut Product. of the cheese, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're waiting. Moran is supposed to be there. But before that could happen, a car pulled up and two men dressed in police uniforms entered the garage. Oh, shit. Things are changing, guys. And apparently police raids were common. So when the men were, like, lined up against the wall, they were just like, all right, we're going to cooperate. Do what you got to do. Now enter stage left. Two more characters. These two men were dressed in suits, ties, long overcoats, and hats. That's the Italian mob. These men had two Thompson machine guns, also called Tommies. If you look at the picture document, you will see yeah, that's, a Tommy from that's that That's outrageous. Time. Those guns had power, man. <laughs> yeah, the power. Outrageous. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of when they realized shit was going down. Yeah, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So all seven of the men were brutally shot while lined up against the wall in a spray of just machine gun fire. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a picture. I wonder if all that discoloration on the brick, that's all blood, I bet. Uh-huh. Yeah, just pools of blood, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they're just in these beautiful, nice suits, and then just, bam, just uh-huh. lined up and, and taken down. They're dressed for their funerals now. They definitely are. Uh, yeah. Man. So... After the incident, witnesses that were questioned stated they believe it was a police raid as well because they saw the police exiting um, the police officers. I use that in quotes because we don't know if it was or not. Had the other two men who had been dressed up kind of in the hands up position leading them back to the car Mm -hmm. to make it look like it was an arrest. Well, I suspect that those police officers were a couple that the mob, the Italian mob had paid off already. It. That's what my assumption would be. And we will definitely take assumptions because we'll get into the craziness of the case, all the players that kind of came to light. Okay. Because it's the mob. There's so many different So Bugs did not get shot, though. Well. Because he wasn't there. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Bugs right now is safe. Bugsy Moran. He is safe. Yep. Okay. So. I wonder if he knew. We'll get into it. That's odd that mm-hmm. he just didn't show up. There is a theory. There is a theory surrounding huh. him. Okay, Bugsy. And you know what? We'll I you. wasn't calling him Bugs because I I know a lot about Bugsy Siegel, who was like another mobster. Yeah. He was around the time of like the Black Dahlia in like the 40s. Mm-hmm. And you should actually look him up because he was shot through his window and it like went through his eyeball. And it was it's it's insane. Yeah, I did I a lot be. of backstory on Bugsy Siegel. So, that's the bugs in my head. So, I was like, you know, I'm just calling him Moran. But I can call him Bugs if you guys want me to. Um, <laughs> a fun nickname. Actually, I think I call my, I call all my characters in the following segment uh, by, by their, their nickname. nickname. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you know what? It is his nickname, but there's Bugsy Seagull. And that's I just know. who I think of. Well, we have to and say Bugs. Me. I said Bugsy, but we'll just have to call him Bugs because there's Cause Bugsy. Well, yeah, it is Bugs, bugs too. Yeah, yeah it's it's... It's Bugs Moran. I can see the Italian mob coming in and be like, how you doing, Bugsy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the witnesses definitely assumed that it was police officers who had entered maybe a raid gone wrong. These were the survivors that they had taken into custody. Mm-hmm. 
Police, when they entered the scene, uh, noticed the grisly aftermath. Yeah, how can you not notice? Pools of blood, the smell of just iron, and gunshot, and everything. Yes. And spray of stuff. It was grisly. They found all men were dead except for Frank Gusenberg. He was hanging on by a thread. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Police noticing he was alive pressed him for information on the scene. How about calling an ambulance? Well, it's the 1920s. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. They don't have cell phones. But still. But, yes. You know, yeah. it, they kind of withheld a little bit to get the information. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. Not great, guys. Not surprising either. Frank Gusenberg probably wasn't great, though, either. No. No. But still. You know, so. Still deserves a do? trial. <laughs> Frank did not want to talk. He's like, nope. Nope, that was probably the mentality, you know, protect Mm -hmm. your brothers, do what you got to do, family, whatever. He was transported to the hospital, passes three hours later. Well, maybe he just didn't get medical attention soon enough. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I just, you know, he's already dying. Like, I like how he just kind of kept it to himself. He was like, I'm not. Yeah, he knows he's dying. Yeah. He could go down with his dignity with the mob or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I love how in the picture of the crime scene, there's like a couple of giant hand saws hanging up on the wall. What were they doing inside that garage? I you know. Wonder. You'd have to wonder. Like, damn. I, uh, like, who just, why? Why do you have just a couple of hand saws there? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, thank you. Torture. Torture. Okay, so who did this, you may be thinking. Who done it? Who done it? Who done it? It's a big who done it. Yes, it is. According to the same article on history.com, Moran Bugs spoke to reporters and stated, quote, only Capone kills like that, end quote, when asked what he believed happened. Hmm. Okay. And okay. I think that was popular. They had their signature type of torture or you know, did this one, this one was burning down shops, this mm-hmm. one was killing people. Like, they, they had their signature kind of things. Oh, yeah. As, as this mob mentality. So, from the start, Al Capone and his gang were highly suspected, of course. Capone was in direct competition with Moran, both mm-hmm. working in Chicago. And boot, mm-hmm. bootlegging, doing all the illegal yep. stuff. Speakeasying. All of it, Yep. Many believe that Capone's motives were due to Moran taking over saloons located in his territory. So, kind of like an old-fashioned turf war. Mm-hmm. However, when Capone was questioned, he stated that there was no way he could be involved as he was in Florida when the massacre took place. Did they corroborate that? He was... Uh, his alibi sticks. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, did he hire goons? Uh-huh. Did he send somebody to do it? Like, that's the thing that... There's so many different ways that this could have played out. Yeah. Who knows? Huh. But Al Capone himself, he had an alibi. It's too bad we couldn't hear from uh, good old... Was it Frank? Frank Gusenberg. Yeah, yeah it's too bad yeah. we couldn't hear from him who those two goons were with the with the long coats on. Yep, yep. Who knows? Because I mean... coats. He saw them. <sighs> So, yeah. He took that to his grave, too. Yep. Damn it. I mean, he, I think he said something about cops, but that was it. Like, he yeah. didn't name who anybody was, and that doesn't help anything. No. Because was it the cops? Was it people dressed as the cops? Like, well, plus they had two people with them that were 
dressed as, like, yeah. yeah. And that's what the witnesses were reporting as well. Like, oh, it was the cops who did it. <sighs> yeah. So, with Al Capone basically off scot-free, mm-hmm. he was never convicted or arrested for this. But when researching, it seems most feel that he is responsible. So, when you Google this, when you look up anything, Al Capone's name is attached to it. Just hmm. because his notoriety and the 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 way that they were combined he they were both in chicago rivalries easy pinned it on al capone hmm. okay but i did find some other suspects that i do want to touch on quickly okay the source they used for this was a great article from chicagomag.com written by jonathan eag sorry did i say that wrong okay. um but it was a really great read also if you want to check it out we will have it posted on our blog Go See, check it out. There will Go be read the it. link. Yes, because I'm just hitting on points of it, guys. Read it. It's great. So the Purple Gang out of Detroit were suspected as well. Purple Gang. Hey, that's what they were called. I don't make the names. I have never heard of them in my life. Me neither. The <laughs> they were the Purple eaters. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably okay. where that so came who were from. This, who was this Purple Gang? We... So there's not much about them. They're just a gang out of... There's nothing of... <laughs> notoriety about this gang really and the only motive that they had thinking is because there was a stolen shipment of whiskey and they thought that it was an attack on them probably from bugs yeah and bam rivalry Uh uh-huh that's basically what the motive is so i don't think there's any guys in this gang that are very (laughs) notable yeah probably why i haven't heard of purple gang guys Uh, that would be my gang name. Right, right. The purple gang. Keep it easy, guys. Well, Keep it's it like easy. one of my favorite colors. <laughs> Maybe it's also like one of like the, the head honcho guy. Maybe his last name was like purple, purple or something. That would be the best name ever. Richard Purple. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Purple. <laughs> yeah. Purple. Purple. Um, okay. I'm just going to name my next kid Purple. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Purple. 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 Oh, the perp's here. Okay, guys. So Moran Bugs himself became a suspect early on. The question they questioned why he was not at the garage when the massacre happened. Uh, that is a fair question. Yeah, I was wondering. Was Had he made up the shipment? Was he the mastermind behind all of it just to get these people there? Maybe he was tired of dealing with some unsavory characters in his gang and it was just a way to take people out. It probably happened all the time. But the theory kind of fell through quickly. Why would Moran take out the innocent parties like John May the mechanic? Yeah. John May didn't really work with him. Why would he be like, oh, okay. You know, he probably would have created. he innocent, though, as we think. He probably, like we said, he probably knows a little bit. He can't leave <sighs> somebody who knows. Yeah, but I don't think the cops at the time were like, this guy's in on it. He just seemed like an innocent party mm-hmm. at the time. So, who knows? I mean, yeah. all of these parties could be responsible parties. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But police at the time just didn't see it making sense. So with all the moving parts, this case was very hard to solve. Mm -hmm. Very hard to solve. There were many different crime syndicates with different affiliations. Some may have been involved with law enforcement. Public figures, maybe. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were untouchable. Mm -hmm. There were also thousands of different motives that had to be run through. Could have been something as simple as someone wanted the product or supplies that Moran had. And thought that they had in the garage. Maybe that's what it boils down with. Um, Everyone wanted to be in charge and would take out a party standing in their way at this time. Any mob, 
is going to take you out if you're infringing on them. Oh, sure, yeah. Especially the more powerful ones, you know. Especially, yeah. Yeah. Like Al Capone, you know, he was a powerful guy back then. You hear a lot of gangs and you're like, oh, okay. But you hear a couple key names and you're like, damn, he was bad. Yeah, and that's why, like, a lot of the... That's why a lot of the movies are about the Italian mobs because those uh-huh. were like they were uh-huh. they made themselves known and they were controlling like, don't shit. Fuck with the mob. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were controlling. That's why it's called organized crime. Mm-hmm. You know, they were organized. Mm-hmm. They had their people. They had their and if one of their people fucked up, they they killed them. Uh huh. So uh huh. They, they didn't no fuck around. around. No, they knew how to make the money. They nope. knew how to make the money. You dare come to my daughter's wedding? On the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah. Oh gosh, I knew Ask it. Ask me I, for a favor. I knew it was gonna get either Sopranosy or or Godfathery at some uh-huh. point. Guys. I've already said it to Al Capone. I'm like, you just be, you gotta do it. Okay. <laughs> so, because of all of these moving parts and different motives. This case has never been resolved. Actually solved, yeah. To this day. To this day. Um, What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like subliminally Al Capone is in my head because everyone says it's Al Capone. And yes, he had an alibi, but he totally could have done it. He totally could have done it. He could have hired four guys Mm -hmm. or made four of his own guys dress up like cops, dress up as themselves yeah. enter in and bing bang boom you think al capone's really handling all the killing himself did bugs ever say where he was like why he wasn't because they asked why he wasn't at the garage did he say why oh god he did and i can't remember exactly was he like oh i was getting a haircut <laughs> something happened that he was running late he was supposed to be there but he was running late uh-huh and okay. it was just kind of that mm, yeah mm, were you running late? were you or Seems were you running late on purpose? Seems convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So. Interesante. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure myself. I, you know, Capone, like you said, he probably could have, he definitely could have had somebody go do it. I don't know. While if, he had an alibi, too. He could have been like, I'm meeting with this person down in Florida. Bam. I don't know with his ego if Let's he would let this. somebody take credit for something that he, you know, like, he would want it. I don't know. Uh, he would want to do it, but his name is still on it, so I suppose it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, who it's knows? so, I know. It's like, I'm intrigued. I yeah. want to know who did it. Who did it? This, did this... Bugs even work with Al Capone? Maybe uh, maybe Bugs was like, you know what? Let's let's team up. The Irish and the Italians are like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Maybe. And he's like, fuck my crew. Or maybe it was just some random crew from somewhere else. Yeah. Like you said, a misunderstanding yep. because yep. they thought that. Or <sighs> saw them taking in a big shipment the day before, and they're like, damn, I want that. You gotta that. get on that. You know? It could be anything. Oh, my God. Uh, and this is why it's regarded as one of the biggest unsolved crimes in our American history. Because oh, wow. Because it was like a massacre, and nobody knows No one knows. People just walked into this garage one day, yeah. gunned down seven men, Jesus. and just, bam. Both bam. That gun is crazy. Uh-huh. A quick little fun fact for history buffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before the garage was demolished, many years later, bricks had been removed from the wall where the men were lined up. Those bricks are now on display at the Mob Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. There's a fucking mob museum? There is a mob museum, yeah. Oh, my God. That's probably where that freaking Tommy gun is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, these little bullet holes that you can see, like, inside the wall. It's 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 fascinating. Wow. Yeah. 
Yep. So who knows? Who who do you guys think? Yes, tell us. Masterminded us. the St. Valentine's Day Massacre of 1929. Send us an email. Tell us who you think yeah. committed the, the massacre. Was it the Purple Gang? Was it the police? Purples. Like it could have perps. even been the freaking police. Yeah, but who were those two random guys in trench coats? Who knows? Because there wasn't just policemen. There was those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like why... the guys were the ones to pull the trigger. And I just feel like the cop thing was just the guys to get in there to kind of disarm them. Because you've got to think about it. This garage was probably armed heavily. Yeah. You don't send your guys into somewhere, even just to pick up a shipment, probably without some firepower. Yeah. And especially, though, like, I feel like if some cops were paid off, to do that or whatever. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, well, as long as you give me such and such amount of whiskey or whatever. Yeah, and it could have like, even just been as simple as, hey, I'll pay you for your your uniform. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, true. Give me your cop outfit. Mm-hmm. Outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that's... Well, that that's was intriguing. I enjoyed that, that story. Yeah, we'll put the pictures on the blog. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. Cool. Who did it? Pretty cool, pretty cool. Who done it? Who done it? You tell us who you think done it. Yep. (laughs) We want to know. We want to hear from you who done it. All right. Okay, so my turn. Yeah, what do we got? What is more blood? There's a bit of blood. It is not a massacre. Okay. It is a murderer who happens to be a woman this time. Ooh, a female killer. In fact, she'd be the only woman put to death by the electric chair in the history of Louisiana. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And she and her boyfriend there that I'll get into had kind of a a love like Bonnie and Clyde. Wonderful. So, Don't you love it? Let's yes. just go on a rampage and kill a bunch of people for love. Well, it was actually just one. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. so it's actually a really interesting. This is just a... Crazy story of love, I think. It's okay. it's strange. All right. I'm so, ready. So, this woman is Tony Jo Henry. Okay. She was born in Louisiana near the city of Shreveport. On... Ooh. 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 Love me some Shreveport. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? 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 What's Shreveport? What about it? True blood. Oh, That's where duh. Fantasia was. Yeah. Fantasia was in Shreveport. Oh. Mm. I loved her oh. blood. I know. Eric Northman, please. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right. So we're, we're good now. <laughs> she was born in 1916. Her a oh. name was originally, I know I didn't think she was that far back, but it is. Okay. Her name was originally Annie Beatrice McQuiston. That's quite a jump. Yes. <laughs> Later Tony in life. Joe. Yeah. Later in life, she'd also be known as the Tigress. I'm not sure why. Because huh? the story doesn't really go along with anything that would why they would call her that, I'm not sure. Yeah. So. Hmm. Weird nickname. Her mom passed away from tuberculosis when Tony Joe was only six years old, and she was the third of five kids. Her father later remarried, and she couldn't stand her home living situation anymore and asked one of her aunts to take her in. I'm not sure if it happened or not. I get the idea that she, like, stayed with her aunt sometimes, but lived mostly at home. Okay. Uh, but didn't actually, like, live with her aunt, so... At 13, I don't know the laws back in 19, early 1900s, um, child labor, and when you were allowed to start working back then, but Tony Joe started working at 13 in a macaroni factory. I'm not sure why, but when her boss found out that her mom died from TB, he fired her. 
Even though this was already seven years after her mom's death. Some lameness type shit. Yeah, like, are you fucking kidding me? It was an illness, dude, like... And I think during that time, children, wasn't that, like, kind of industrial revolution? Yeah, so I'm not... Might have been later, but then we also hit, once again, the Great Depression by, like, 30, so I think everybody was probably working at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yep. So, when she got home to her dad's house, he found out that she was fired and ended up beating her because of it. Wonderful. Like, okay, he... Are you kidding me? You should be going after the boss. Yeah. And yeah. being like, why are you firing my 13-year-old daughter for her mom who passed away seven years ago? <laughs> why does this 13-year-old need to freaking be working? That's what I know. terrible it's place. Just... It's probably still freaking dangerous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. After he, her dad beat her up because she got fired, she decided then that she never wanted to come home again. And I cannot blame her. Fair because point. She already had a shitty home life after her mom passed and he remarried. Yep. If yep. he beat her because she got fired from a job, I can only imagine, you know, the other, other instances that things yeah. have happened. So oh, yeah. she wanted to go. And so she did. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, because shortly after, I believe she was still 13, I think going into 14, she did turn to sex work. Because since she was young, petite, and pretty, it was easy and she made out well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And she was on her own, so that's what she decided to try. It happens. Which is totally fine if you're 18 years or older doing well in sex work. No. But the fact that she was very, very much underage and able to do well means that lots of older men Uh paid her to rape her Uh pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh fucking disgusting and gross and despicable. And that, so. that even happens, the book I'm reading right now, it talks about these girls that were, you know, 16, 17, that were kind of hanging out with a bad crowd, and were kind of getting into that nightlife mm-hmm. as well, and <clears throat> they ended up dead because they were getting picked up mm-hmm. by this John. Mm-hmm. And this is just a 13-year-old girl who nobody pretty much cares about her anyway. Yep. So. Awful. Like I said, she was 13 being paid to get raped. It's, it's just awful. Like, she really didn't have a good upbringing. Like most of our, like most of the people who turn to killing other people, they don't have a great yeah, life to Yeah, start with. that's very true. And that's all I'm saying about like We should start a list. I know, because usually in the beginning of all of them, we always feel bad for them when we go through like the history. Yes, and yes, every time it's, it's abuse hard. and it's, Yeah, you know... it's, it's really disgusting stuff that these poor <sighs> people have had to go through, but then they do disgusting stuff in return and it's like oh it's such a conflict of it is morals you know Uh in your head it's like good lord you want to have empathy for them but then you're like but how could you do that in return knowing exactly yeah exactly so being in the life you know around 16 she began doing cocaine drinking alcohol and smoking the ganj Mm -hmm. um because that's what often you do when you're in sex work. You, you a lot of the times the Johns even will give you drugs. And well, then, yeah, and and you probably want to numb that pain. Yeah, you know it's absolutely. not a great life to live. Mm-hmm. You probably sure you you have money, but mm-hmm. numbing pain. Yeah, and where was she living in this time? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, like in cars. I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but let's be clear here as to what the gateway was for Tony Joe's drug habits. It was trauma 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, trauma is the gateway to drugs and hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Marijuana not included. Yep. So marijuana is not the gateway drug. Most times it's trauma, something you have gone through. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm just going to put that out there. Numbing the pain. Yeah. I guess while she was still in her teens, she ended up assaulting a man and was arrested for it. But she was not sent to prison or jail because of her age. Now, mm-hmm. I pretty much see this picture in my head that she it was said that she assaulted a man. Oh, yeah. But, but what no, was this guy doing to her? Protecting herself. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the cops were like, no, you were assaulting mm-hmm. him because you're a sex worker and that's illegal. Yep. It doesn't matter yep. that this man is coming to do this to you at 16 years old. Yep. Yep. So I already just, I hated that they even, you know, I had to put that in there, but it does but how show it's that, written. How, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, she assaulted a man. How about, why did she assault the man? Yeah. What yep. was he doing? Assaulting her. <laughs> exactly. So, by the time Tony was 23, which was in 1939, she worked full-time at the Shreveport brothel. Uh, it was there that she met and quickly fell he- head over heels for her bad boy, Claude Cowboy Henry. Ugh. He was about three years older than her, I believe. He was born in 1913. And honestly... He doesn't do a whole lot in this to make me feel like he was too terrible of a guy. He did. Okay. So, he did. All right. <laughs> Cowboy happened to be out on bail at the moment because he shot and killed an ex-police officer. However, and so he was waiting his second trial on murder charges. So, oh, okay. he was awaiting his second trial. And the reason why he escaped hanging before is because um, it was in Texas at the time. Uh-huh. They were both drunk and disorderly at a bar. Okay. And ended up participating in a brawl, which ended up with the ex-cop being shot. Oh, okay. So okay. it wasn't like he went out and committed murder on this ex-cop yeah. intentionally. Yeah. This happened as a result of a brawl that was already taking place. Uh-huh. So this is why he already had, um, this was already like his second trial on it. Because they were, they had must have appealed because yeah. technically it yeah. wasn't like cold, it wasn't like uh, actual murder. It would be probably manslaughter or something. premeditated, right. first degree, yeah. yeah. Right. And he wasn't a current cop either. He was an ex-cop. So, I'm just saying, Claude did do something bad, but I don't think that he's like a cold-blooded Yeah, killer. yeah. He's not an inherently evil person. Yeah. We'll put it that way. <laughs> On November 25th, 1939, the two got married and honeymooned in Southern California. Okay. I guess Cowboy, and this is this is cool too, like, I don't know why. At this time, I guess Cowboy managed to get Tony Joe sober. Oh, because okay. Because at this point, she was addicted to cocaine now. Oh, so she's okay. addicted to cocaine. He literally kept her in the hotel room and got her sober. So he's a pretty good yeah i mean he wasn't doing of her life yeah he wasn't didn't want her to do these harmful drugs offering structure and, and yeah he married her no matter what was she was her life she yeah. i mean he met her in a brothel he didn't take advantage you know, how like, old was she when they got married again 23 okay all right so and yeah. he was only a few years older so mm-hmm. okay and she was 23 when she was working full-time at the shreveport brothel yeah so yeah it was legal and consensual yeah and yeah so, and then he got her sober, and I was like, okay. Cool. Good on you, dude. Yeah. Hopefully so, it stays good on you, dude. Yeah. I don't know. We'll get there. <laughs> well, he doesn't really have the chance. That's great that you say that. Because, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> your happiness doesn't last long because, alas, the dude was only out on bail and received a notice that it was time for his second trial. Uh, okay. Well, the second trial ended in conviction in 1940 for Cowboy, and he was sent to Huntsville, 
Texas to the Texas State Penitentiary on a 50-year sentence. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not good for your so marriage. So he's 26. He's on a 50-year sentence for yes, murder, pretty much. Not good for the relationship. Tony was pissed. Oh, I believe it. She finally found her happiness. Mm-hmm. And obviously when she married him, because um, she has Tony Joe Henry, that's when she changed her name because his name was Claude Cowboy Henry. Yeah. So that's when she changed her yeah. name. But yeah, she was pissed. She was like, I, I finally found this man who loves me. We were going to probably run away together. I mean, they went to yeah. California yep. to honeymoon. He yep. was going to take care of me. He got me sober. Fuck this. I, I, I'm going to get this guy out. So that's what she promised to do. She promised to get Cowboy out of jail. Oh, Come God. hell or high murder. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is when bitch gets great. Okay, all right. But this is what I said. It's all about love, okay? So this whole time, she her main goal is breaking Claude out of prison. Yeah. Okay, so. There are so many stories like that, too. There's I know. So That's why stories. I say it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. Yeah. What would yeah. you do? I don't know. Rob the bank for this person's whatever. Well, this know? is coming. This all is right. a part of the plan. All right. So apparently Tony Joe knows some real shady, skeevy underground types. Yeah. Because of the I mean, position yeah. she worked yeah. in. Uh so she decided to contact someone named Harold Burks, known around town as Arky. Read in other articles Arkansas that they called him, but I'm pretty sure it was Arky. Like okay. that's what his nickname was. Now Arky was A W O L from the Army. Okay. And already served a sentence in the same Huntsville prison as Cowboy. This made Arky the ideal accomplice, and he was sure he could do it, knowing the internal layout of the prison. Yep. Yep. You gotta know someone who knows the inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Here we so, go. So, next, they devise a plan. And I feel I feel a little bit a little bit bad for Arky. I do. Okay. But you'll right. see why. All right. So, they devise a plan. Their only plan was to, one, steal a car. Two, rob a bank. Yep. yep. And rob three... A bank. Make sure they're armed, because just in case, because they got to go break break them out of prison or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or break them out of prison, okay? You know what it reminds me of real quick? (laughs) You know in Smiley Face, when she's devising her plan, and she's writing her revised plan in the back of the truck, and it's just scribbles, (laughs) and she's in her head like, this is the, this is the best plan. Yes. And everything just goes to shit. All right, that's all. That's all, guys. If you haven't seen Smiley Face with Anna Ferris, you must watch. You should watch. It's got John Krasinski looking real gross. It's hilarious. So, At least we yeah. think so. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. All right, so back to the all list. Right. So, Tony called up a couple more of her shady contacts and asked them to go and rob a gun store for the two of them, and they did. All right. So, Tony and Arky armed themselves with the stolen pistols. Okay, so let me break down our, our locations here. Okay. So Cowboy and Tony met and married in Louisiana, in Shreveport. Yes. They honeymooned in Southern California. Then he went to prison in Texas. Texas. Yep. Yes. Because yep, yep, that's yep. where his conviction was. Yep. Okay, so Tony Joe was already staying somewhere nearby the prison while pr- plotting his breakout. Makes sense. I believe. Yep. So that's yep. why they were able just to hitch a ride. But they kind of hitch a ride back and forth from Texas to Arkansas. Because apparently that's where Arky suggested to rob this bank. It was like this well, bank that he had. You don't want all your crime in one spot. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, break the bank over here, break out of the prison over here, break the, you know, yeah. the guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably why. 
Well, it sounds like Arky must like Arkansas too. He must maybe Arky's from Arkansas Arkansas. and knows you know the bank, and that's why he decided to go there. So Arky and Tony Joe posed as newlyweds, thinking it would thinking it would help them to hitchhike, which it does. Yeah, makes sense. Yep, less creepy. And there's of course going to be someone who is nicer than they should be. Of course, always, always. (laughs) On the night of February fourteenth. Valentine's Day. Oh. And I believe 1939 still. They were picked up in Orange, Texas by a man named Joseph P. Calloway. Because they were going to go from Texas to Arkansas to rob the bank mm-hmm. and then go back. Sorry, Calloway. <clears throat> well, Mr. Calloway was driving a new Ford V8 coupe, which he was delivering to a friend. I guess he was a car dealer. And Tony was like... This is the perfect car. I mean, it's fast. It's new. It's pretty. We got to get in it so we can get to the bank and get out. So if you're stealing a car, steal a fucking car. Right. Don't get choosy, bitch. Well, well, I I mean, this guy happened to come upon you. like, oh, wow, look at this. is perfect. So. Yeah, yeah. But remember, they weren't just looking to hitchhike. They were looking to steal a car so they could get somewhere themselves. Yep. And... As Calloway was heading towards the direction of his friend's house where he was to deliver the car, Tony Joe pulled out her pistol, held it to his head, and ordered him to leave the main highway and proceed to a country road. Now, keep in mind, Arky just thinks they're robbing a car. He probably thought they were just going to go up to some empty car yeah, yeah, and, take and it. break into it and take, take it. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. I kind of feel bad for Arky here. <laughs> He's just trying to do his other crimes. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, too. And later we'll talk about that. Leave him to his petty crimes. <laughs> yeah. That aren't that petty, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> At this point, the poor guy, Mr. Calloway, has to be terrified of what this night has become for him. Yeah. You know, let no de- good deed go unpunished, as mm-hmm. they say. Once on this quiet country road, she told him to pull over, get out of the car, and strip his clothes off. Cowboy was going to need something to change into, after all. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm like, oh, creepy. So she, already, she had a deeper plan in her head than Arky. Okay. Standing by, Arky was already gathering the man's clothing, his watch, and apparently 15 bucks, which is all Calloway had on him at the time. Uh-huh. Tony then told Calloway to get in the trunk of the car. They closed it, and Arky continued driving for a while. Okay. Ooh. Because Tony was on the hunt for a good place to get rid of Calloway. So they could continue to rob the bank, then onward to Spring Cowboy. So this poor nice man who was just driving, just driving. he was supposed to just, just deliver the car to your friend. Don't stop. Flip him off as you drive by. Nope, not picking you up. Yes. <laughs> Wish I could rewind was, time for this guy. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, nice. I know. I'm probably just trying to get home. Such a nice guy. Uh huh. Don't be too nice, guys. No, <laughs> be rude. Be an yeah, ass. A little bit. Once she found her perfect spot, in quotes, oh, which sounds like it was some sort of farmland because she had Calloway go over to some hay bales and kneel. Oh, no. Come on. Yep. Tony Joe Henry walked over to him and, as calm and cool and collected as a cucumber, yeah. placed her pistol, which was a thirty-two caliber, by the way, mm-hmm. to the back of his head and killed him, apparently telling him to say his prayers first. <laughs> Sorry, Callaway. Yep. Oh, things can change in the blink of a fucking eye. Mm-hmm. 
Calloway died immediately. So, yeah. like, he did not suffer. I mean, she had it right Point there. Point blank, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. It reminds me of, of Bonnie, too, because in, like, the pictures you see in the movies that you watch on Bonnie and Clyde, she's just very, mm-hmm. she's ruthless. She's just going for her man. She's having fun, too. It's it's a thrill to them. I don't know if this lady is, because she doesn't go on a murdering spree. It's true. I she mean, just, Bonnie and Clyde Like, this is definitely... the only person she killed. They were definitely in it for bigger. She literally was just trying things. to get her husband. But still, and I'm like, leave the man. Just leave the man. No, I know, I know. I totally kick him out of the car yeah, and keep driving exactly. GTA style. Like you yeah. don't need to. I agree with that. Go out and break out your man. Go rob your bank. Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But just leave this poor guy alone. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to take a life. You know, I, I'd be put a mask on if you didn't want somebody to see you. Yep. You know. Yep. But I just, I do kind of like the way that her crime is just centered around. The love. The love of her, like, wanting to get this man because she had such a terrible life. 50 whole years that she would live without him and and would... Yeah, and she finally just found this... Finally just Uh can get out of this life she was in. And it's just taken right away from her. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Just... So, just leave Callaway alone. Leave Callaway alone. Rest in peace, Mr. Callaway. I'm so sorry. Awful. The two hopped in the Ford... And continued driving until they reached the town in Arkansas where they planned to rob the bank. Okay. They checked into a hotel because at this point it was probably... Later. Too, it was too late and they didn't yeah. want to be there when the bank was going to open or yep. what. So they were, they were resting. Now again, Arky did not know this was going to happen. <laughs> okay. The whole time after Callaway's murder, he was kind of just shaken. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck just happened? He's what, like, you uh-oh. crazy bitch? Yep, yep. Don't kill me, too. What are you, you going to do to me when we're done here? This just took a turn. Okay. He honestly thought they were just going to steal an unmanned car, commit armed robbery, and oh then spring cowboy from prison. He had no idea Tony Joe planned to do what just happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. So while Tony slept in the hotel room, Arky took Calloway's clothes and escaped from Tony in the car she planned on using to break Cowboy out of prison. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's like, this is crazy. She just killed somebody. Uh-huh. I'm going. That'd be me. I don't blame him. That'd be me. No. Yeah. I'd be jumping. I'd be like, I don't have anywhere to go. I'll run through the woods. Yeah. I'll be on the side of the road. I do not blame this guy, okay? Bye. He's like, see you later, you yeah. crazy bitch. You can do this by yourself. Uh, yeah. I guess later on in the investigation, it's found out that he only wanted to go along because he was broke and it was easier to find rides when you're with a pretty girl. That's literally, he just wanted to help her rob this bank yeah. so that he could get money. Oh, yeah. I and, mean. And went with her because she could hitch a ride. What else? <laughs> what else are you going to do? I you know. Don't get a job. <laughs> no. Rob the bank, guys. Yes. Easy money. Uh-huh. Easy. So easy. So easy. So Tony woke up the next day, found herself deserted and without clothes, the clothes or the car she was going to use to, in her, oh wait, what did I say here? In her special breakout operation. (laughs) (laughs) Cold ops over here. So she takes whatever is left of the money that they stole from Callaway, bought a bus ticket back to Shreveport, Louisiana, and went to stay with her aunt. She just gave up? Just gave up for now. For now, okay. I don't know of anything else because she gets in trouble, but maybe she was planning on trying to make another go of it at some point. Okay. Well, probably. Those aren't, you know, you got to make those plans. Mm Mm-hmm. She can't just, I mean, she has no car and no, nothing now, so she had to figure out something else. Okay. 
Okay. She never made it to robbing a bank, never even made it to the prison to fulfill her promise to escape, of, of escape to cowboy. But she killed a man. But she killed a man. So that was just all in vain. Yep. One of her brothers happened to be a policeman, and her aunt knew she was in trouble, but didn't want to tell her bro. Instead, Auntie decides to go to one of his colleagues and tells him, Sergeant Dave Walker. Okay. So she goes to the police. Oh, God. Sergeant Walker was like, well, if she's at your house right now, how about we both go back and I just ask Tony a few questions. It's going to go great. And Auntie was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So they did. Well, I did. <laughs> Fast forward to his questioning her, and everything literally comes out. She she just... He already knew that Mr. Calloway had been reported missing, but he knew nothing else. He, nobody knew that Mr. Calloway was dead. Nobody had found his body. Tied to anything, yeah. Right. I'm not yeah. sure how many days after this is. It made me think maybe two days after Calloway was well, shot. Well, she probably came home and was acting real Yeah, weird. so it could have been a week. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, it doesn't say. So... Tony comes out with a full-blown confession, even Damn. giving Sergeant Walker the pistol that she used to kill Calloway with. Damn. There were five live rounds in the barrel and one that had been fired. If she's in Texas, is she going to get sent to Texas? Did this happen in Texas? No, oh, it happened in Arkansas. Just thinking about jurisdictions. I know. Because I can see this crazy girl being like, well, send me to the same jail as my baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, if I'm not going to be with him, I might as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, for some reason, Sergeant was like, well, I haven't heard anything about a murder yet, but I'll arrest you, hand you over to Lake Charles Police, because I guess this is where the crime took place, was in Lake Charles. Yep, yep, jurisdiction. And uh, once she was handed over, she went with the Lake Charles Police to show them where the body was. Oh. Then, there he was, just the way she left him. Calloway's car had been found not too far away in Arkansas complete with his clothes and old cigarette butts with Tony's lipstick stains on them. Uh-huh. Archie was also found and arrested for murder shortly after, and the two were two were tried separately, which kind of upsets me because yeah. Tony confessed, she said it was her, and he, he was literally an accomplice, mm-hmm. and they didn't, so yeah. Yeah, he's an accomplice, but he didn't want that. He had no idea. Because if. Huh, I don't know. Because if they hadn't have killed the guy, they probably would have robbed the bank. They probably would have tried to, uh-huh. you know, I don't know. Which let him get in trouble for those things. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's so tough. Yeah. yeah. In Lake Charles. Oh, wait. Sorry. We're moving on to the trial now. Okay. And then her execution. During Tony's trial, while she was in her cell, she had a vanity and books, amongst other furnishings that most other prisoners don't have. Jeez. I guess some rich late, old lady like donated stuff to her for some reason. Don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In Lake Charles on March 27th, 1940, her trial began. And on the 29th, just two days later, it concluded with a guilty verdict and a death by hanging sentence. Because at the time of 1940, that was the, that was the death penalty was hanging. The execution mm-hmm. style. And though Tony admitted to killing Calloway... And she even had the gun to prove it. Arky was also found guilty later that year and sentenced to death as well. No. Yep. Arky. They actually put him to death. And he didn't even have, like, yeah. I mean, he didn't come forward, but he still didn't pull the trigger. 
I feel like that makes a difference. That does make a difference. He, and he didn't want it. He didn't want it to happen. Like he, he didn't, didn't like, know. That's why he fled. He was like, "Oh shit, shit I'm not doing this anymore." Bye, yeah. Crazy. Like, like that wasn't even part of the plan. He had no idea that was going to even happen. If we think like, okay, say they didn't murder the guy, but they did the breakout, they did the thing, they did that. They would have gotten jail time if they got caught for yeah. that, obviously. But they're not going to lose their lives over no. that. No. So, like, I understand that he was there when it happened and didn't come forward and stuff. But they also have to look. This bitch just killed this dude. What is? What does they expect him to do? Just run right away from her then and be like, I'm calling the cops. No, he realized, <laughs> wow, this crazy bitch is going to do anything for love. Uh-huh. And she'll shoot my ass. And I'm not coming forward because if somebody, if she finds out that I... Obviously, it was me that said something. Yeah. You know, so it's like, ugh, I, I do feel bad for Archie. I, I do. Know. It's hard. It's it's hard. He just wanted to rob a damn bank for uh-huh. easy money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fucking Tony Joe gets him killed, too. <sighs> so, really, she killed two people. Yeah. Callaway and Archie yeah. because her actions sent him to death. Yep. So she appealed time and time again, continually receiving death sentences until finally in 1942, when they finally decided no ruling was going to be overturned. Yeah. Like, yeah. stop wasting our fucking time and money. For real. What and new can you bring to this case at that point? I know. Stupid. Stop. But I almost wonder, wonder, because at this point, Louisiana had changed its death penalty to the electric chair. And I wonder if they were just like, let's. Let's see this bitch fry. Yeah, yeah. You know? They had to test it out somehow. I know. So she was done appealing, and her final sentence was death by electrocution. Yep. During suck. Uh Oh, God. (laughs) Listen to this. True love. Okay, true love. (laughs) During all of this, so somehow, because... I guess she was able to make a phone call at one point. Um, And the phone call... So what happened was that her husband... Hope you haven't forgotten about Cowboy now. No, no. Can't forget Cowboy. He and an accomplice managed to break out of prison anyway. You fucking kidding. Okay. Fucking kidding. And he probably doesn't know. Oh, he does because he he broke out in an attempt to go and break Tony Joe out of prison now. A lot of prison breaking over so here. So they're all just, I'm going to break you out. No, I'm going to break you out. No, I'm going to break you out. No, stop it. I'm going to break you out. <laughs> and I'm not really going to break you out because I'm going to kill a man and then I'm going to run. And I'm going to be in prison. Yeah. And I'm going to death. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. She should have just not done it. Lived I know. her life. He would have broken out. Broken out anyway. I would have just been like, I'll be waiting. You just figure out a way to break out. Tell me when you're done. And I will get you out of the country. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'll get a job. I'll make sure, you know, we're good to go. Exactly. She should have just done that. Come on, Tony Joe. Visit you. Because then he... You had a shitty start of life. You're going to have this life with this guy. If he had good behavior, he possibly could have gotten out earlier. Like, geez. I feel like it's safe to say, and I'm sorry... I'm not going to rob a bank for anybody. So, those two, the two men, Cowboy and his accomplice, were caught pretty quickly and brought back to the te- Texas State Pen. Texas yeah. State Pen. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear that? <laughs> Friday the 27th, her last wish was to be able to call Cowboy and speak with him one last time before her death, and they did allow it. Aww. Which, it's just like, she just loved this guy. <sighs> 
so hard. <laughs> like, I know you loved him a lot. How long were they even together? Not long. Like, a, not even. They were, like, months. But she knew. She knew. Sometimes you just know, I guess. I know. Sometimes you know. But then again, you don't really know a person well, 100% all the time. He got her sober. He took her away from sex work. He got her sober off cocaine. I know. I know. If he was a bad guy, he would be giving her more cocaine. Uh, yeah. You know? So. He's a bad guy. I don't know. I mean, to her, who had such a horrible life, this is one person, probably the only person in her whole Who's life, there. who treated her yeah. well. Yeah. And actually cared enough to... To not have her do drugs. Well, you screwed the pooch there, lady. You screwed it. This would have been such a great love story, Tony. (laughs) The modern day Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Bonnie clad. Yes, yes. All right. Good God. So, to quote my source, which is an article on Assault called Capital Punishment UK, and this was a segment on... um, electrocution i think okay and then they like, just brought tony joe's story into it because chair, she was yeah. yeah that was actually historical that she was the only woman in history of louisiana to be killed by electric chair and she's not old right now i think she's like 26 yeah i mean she was young anyway i mean yeah. it moved pretty quick yeah moved pretty quick she says to cowboy i know it has to come her execution and i'm ready for it and get rid of that prison suit, go out the front door, go straight, and try to make something of your life, she told him. He was crying and emotional throughout the call, and yet she was bright and cheerful, unafraid of her death. Wow, this case is crazy. It's strange. Because like, it's like, what do you feel? Exactly. Because even before you were reading that, I'm like, is this going to make me cry right now? <laughs> like, I cry and everything. I know. But I'm like, is this honestly going to make me cry? It didn't. But I, it's, how do you feel? Like, I, how do you feel about this case? I feel conflicted. Me too. First of all, she shouldn't have killed the man. Exactly. She if, shouldn't have killed the man. If she did not kill a man and all that they did yep. was rob a bank and all that, yep. I would, I would, I would feel totally forgiving towards this woman. A little bit, yeah. yeah. You know, who cares? I don't care. It's money. It's, Fucking yeah. fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fuck capitalism. Yeah. And it's not like he was some serial murderer that was going away for life. That's you know? the thing, like, too. I know he also his, killed somebody. His but offense wasn't... It was a drunken brawl. Yeah. And the ex-cop shouldn't have been participating in that brawl either. Quite honestly, those happen. They happen all, a lot. Fuel people with booze. And he was in Texas, where everybody carries guns. People can lose yeah. control when they get drunk and angry. Uh-huh. That's just uh-huh. the bottom line. Uh-huh. And that's what happened. Yeah. They got in a fight, they were drunk, and somebody had access to a weapon. Mm. And that was used. But even, was a weapon used? I think he said that they that he was shot. Okay, okay. Because I, I was going to say, because even, like, you're beating but it the shit say, out of somebody. It did not say them. it was his gun, though. It said he ended up being shot. By cowboy, yeah, but yeah. Th- did this ex did cowboy get the gun from the ex cop during the scuffle? Because he's an ex cop, does he have a gun? Nobody really knows much about this. No, I even looked up no. Claude on Wikipedia, and there was like not a whole lot. It actually just brought up Tony Joe Henry. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's what mostly he's associated with. So I don't. It's so hard. It his mur- his murder part was kind of more of a something that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... And that's why, like, it's like a manslaughter type of right. thing. It's, it's... You took a life... And I am not excusing that no, whatsoever. But you didn't... 
But it's not like he's a lot like the people that we talk about most of the time. Yeah, That's what we're comparing it to. It's premeditated. Yeah, it's, it's something that they they want to do. A lot of times it's torturous and mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Yeah. And it doesn't end. Mm-hmm. But this person, it seems like they didn't actually mean for this to happen. And yeah. they, they weren't probably going to do it again. And no, we're not saying that he's great. But no. we're just saying that, that this is a hard case to analyze and get your head around. Especially when you're just an empathetic person. Yeah. And you try to be forgiving of people. Because there's that love. Yeah, you know, like... And you want it to work out because, you know, she had that hard upbringing and it seemed like a beacon. And it was even in Texas that they had let him go off the first trial and yeah. allowed him to appeal and get a second trial. Because yeah. they, they yeah. too, agreed that yeah. this isn't something that was completely intentional that happened. Mm-hmm. And that's why they didn't put him to death like they were going to put Tony Joe to death. Because she purposely went up to him, put the gun up to his head, yeah. and killed him. Stripped him naked. Put him on his knees. I just don't understand it because I feel like if my husband were to be sent to prison, my first thing is not going to be like, how am I breaking him out? <laughs> well, you're not Tony Joe Henry growing up with all that shit going on. No, but I've grown up with some shit going no, on. No, I know, but... So, I just... Uh, not quite sex work at 13 and... No. Cocaine no. at 13, you no, know. No, She had it pretty... Pretty rough. Yeah. I just... Uh, Thankfully, I like, thank God you had had it much better than that. But even, even the fact that if I was to that point, I guess I don't know. I, don't I can't like say. I would just be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to break anybody out right now. I, <laughs> right now. Right now. I can't honestly say. Because <laughs> if it was the point where this person beaten down and used and abused and she just recovered from drugs because of this person and all this stuff... I can't say. Yeah, I can't I say how my mental health would be mm-hmm. where I would be like, I might actually go manic and be like, yeah, I'm breaking you out of jail. Like, it's fuck true. This. It's true. It's like, true. I don't know. I, I, I do a lot of crazy things for true love. I've been in a manic episode before. <laughs> yeah, so, I think, well, you know, some of us have been there and we can't really account, we can't say what we would do at that time. So. No, especially with the whole getting sober and really just being the only light in her life. I get it. Yeah, and I think that Tony Joe. I just don't have the balls. I don't have the balls to break anybody. <laughs> no. I don't have the balls to do those drugs either, no, I guess. Uh-uh. So that's my problem. <laughs> that's not a problem. <laughs> no, that's not a problem. You're <laughs> that's right. the opposite of a problem, I believe. Uh, no, no balls, guys. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's why, like, Tony Joe. We had this full confession. Mm-hmm. She held nothing back. She knew what she had done. And it showed and she on was, her. You know, yeah. her aunt was even picking up her, her vibes and being like, something is not mm-hmm. right right now. And then she even, you know, went quietly to her death. We'll get into that now. She wasn't sad. The only thing she cried at, which was right here, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Am I going to cry? No, it was, when, it was when the hairdresser came to shave her head in preparation for electrocution. Pretty sponge. And she cried. Yeah. Um, because that's hard. For her, I guess. And instead of being shaved bald, she was allowed an army-type cut to keep some of her hair. Okay. So they were very kind of empathetic to Tony Joe while she yeah. was in prison. I mean, yeah, she had the nice digs. She was only 26 she was treated, years old. Yeah. And, hmm. You know, this was a love-fueled thing that happened because of the life that she had before. And that's what, like I said, that's what I keep saying, that led her so much to be so blinded to just do it. And And, there's still so much you don't know about life. Yeah. You know, especially at, like, 23 when she, 23, 24, when she did the crime, mm -hmm. committed it. You don't know a lot about things still. No, that's very young and immature. Uh Like, I'm 
29 now and thinking back to 23 is like not that long ago in my in in years but there's a shit ton of stuff that has happened and i have grown in wisdom Uh so Uh much since then your world blinders are just on you know you're just not yeah facebook memories come up of even when i was 23 and i still see something i'm like oh i said that oh goodness thank god i grow no i like to see that because i'm like Uh, you know what growth growth petty immature child Mine delete wise woman. The ones I delete are usually from like 2010. Oh yeah, I know. I, like I, I didn't even delete memories. Or oh, I said some really cringy. Oh shit, cringe. cringe, such cringe. Some pick me stuff, some other stuff. It's just truth like, is, oh. like my status for a truth is. Oh, I oh. never did a truth is, but I liked people's status for a truth is. <laughs> I did them a couple times, but I did. I know because like, I see your truth is come up in my Facebook memories. I can't. What the fuck, dude? Uh, I should we should start that. We should start that trend again. <laughs> hey, no, wow, truth is. is. You're my bestie, and I love y'all. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I can't. All right. Okay. Anyways, on Saturday, November twenty eighth, nineteen forty two, she was led downstairs to the chamber. And to the chair. She had no last words for everyone to hear, really. Um, she did mumble something to herself, maybe a prayer, I'm guessing. She yeah. seemed to be, uh, I think she. they said she was Catholic, to herself. And I read somewhere that the executioner said, um, goodbye, Tony Joe, or something like that. Yeah. And then shortly after, she was dead by over 2,000 volts of electricity. Oh, my God. And... It said that, you know, smoke was coming from her head, which I think is probably because they left hair, and that's probably why they shaved yeah, the hair. Yeah, you're probably right, because it's a wet sponge that they put underneath the, the helmet. Remember, like, Green Mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they do. Fuck that shit up. Yeah. Fuck oh, that know. shit up. Oh. And it's the worst scene ever. It's the worst. I, I, I understand the movie, and I appreciate the movie, but it's a tough one for me to watch. It's a tough one. I have the book sitting on my nightstand, and I haven't it's gone any so further, tough. because I'm like, can I even... I've watched it, I think, twice. Can I even twice. do this? Like, watching it is a lot, mm-hmm. reading it, and seeing King's descriptive self. Yeah, and rest <sighs> his soul, the guy who acts in the movie is was one of my favorites, and I he is him. passed on yeah. also. Yeah. I love him. And he's just, just a, such a sweet man, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to hug him in that movie. Oh, and I it's just, awful, I know. I can't do the Green Mile, it breaks uh-uh. my heart so much. Uh-uh. So, she was buried in Lake Charles Cemetery, and had a headstone that was dedicated by, apparently when she was in prison, a father baptized her. Because oh, when she was young, nobody baptized her. Don't care enough, yeah. Um, he was also praying for her while the electrocution was happening. And before her death, he was there giving her her prayers. That's right, yeah. Yep. And I read somewhere this father always believed she was innocent and that Arky, in fact, was the murderer. But, I mean, she had the gun. She confessed. I mean, it, she definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just, I don't think, didn't want to believe that this young woman, you know, did that. And he yeah. probably was sad that she that she did because now this young woman's life is now done. Over. Because, and so was Mr. Calloway's because of these actions. So despite Tony Joe confessing to the murder, Arky was put to death in the same exact chair on March 23rd, 1943. So several months after. It's crazy. Except no one came to claim Arky's body, and it was buried in an unmarked grave. Makes you even feel worse for Arky, doesn't it? I do feel worse for Arky. Yep. 
felt bad for Arky to begin with, and now nobody even comes to claim Arky's body because they probably have no idea what's going on. Or he just has nobody. Or, or he just has nobody. I mean, he was broke and wandering around looking and at... And remember, he was the... Rob a bank. One of the deplorable ones that yeah, she knew the from her CD underground. Night. Yeah, like... Or we can make our feel ourselves feel better and say that he's not a good, great guy. He knew about it the whole time. He knew about it. He was the one who pulled the trigger. Maybe he's, she's right. Yep. He suggested. He suggested go put him on the ground. Blah blah blah. Uh, but we weren't there, and we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Nope. So there is one last part of this. Cowboy. And there is some ghosts. Oh, okay. Just very shortly. All right. Yeah. I thought, huh, because I didn't know that either until I was doing a little bit more research, and I was like, oh, okay. Was she killed in Old Sparky? Isn't Old Sparky like the the famous chair, electric chair down in Texas? No, or this no, was she in was in Louisiana. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, guys, lots of I know, just back and forth, Louisiana, <laughs> Arkansas, and Texas. It's like, yeah, geez. yeah. So it seems like where Tony was in a jail was actually maybe a courthouse because they talk about the courthouse nowadays. Okay, I think that was probably common. You had, like, your little jail, jail cells. It yeah. wasn't, like... And the electric chair was down there and everything. Mm-hmm. So, it was called Calcasieu. Okay. Calcasieu Courthouse. I want to show you this really quick because it is... I'm good at English, and this is a tough one for me. Calcasieu? Calcasieu, something like that. So, the Calcasieu Courthouse. Something, yeah. Anyways, people who work there and who visit say they can hear Tony Joe's screams... Oh, my God. They say they can feel her lingering about, hmm. and they say they smell the burning of her hair. That's a distinct smell, too. That is distinct. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps because it's just, ugh, oh, just to smell that randomly gives me the fucking creeps, yo, especially knowing what took place down there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... The, there are also reports Ugh. of electrical malfunctions, like lights flickering and equipment just not working mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, they think that Tony Joe is still there. Where else she gonna go? Mm-hmm. She had nowhere to go. Where's she gonna go? The brothel. Who knows? You know, she. I wish she could have gone to Cowboy wherever he was. Maybe she did. I don't know what happened to Cowboy. I tried to do a little bit more research on him. Um, well, he probably lived a low life. Like, he's escaping out of prison. He's well, probably laying low. It looks like he only lived till 1945. Yeah, he was, like, young. So that was just, like, five years after. Five years after she was killed. Wait. Accident, Hom- suicide, or homicide? He was killed. He was killed. Claude was murdered. Now, we're taking this off of the Find a Grave site. Those are actually pretty helpful when you're doing your genealogy. Yeah, which um, will be linked in the blog. And yes. Yeah. It, it'll say Find a Grave Memorial, and it has the de- actual death certificate for Claude Cowboy. A Henry, a Claude Henry. Yep. And it literally says accident, suicide, or homicide. Homicide. Date mm-hmm. of occurrence, July 15th. The most beautiful at three in the morning. Hemorrhage from gunshot wound of liver, stomach, and abdomen. Bowel. Five hours. White rock. Huh. So he was shot. He was shot. Yeah, gun. Oh gosh. Okay. I wonder who killed him. Hmm. Now I'm super curious. <laughs> I know. Like, I oh know. my gosh. Oh my gosh, guys. This is crazy. 
I can't believe we huh. just stumbled upon another murder at the end of our episode. Homicide. <laughs> another homicide. Maybe wow. we can dig and dig and figure out what the heck happened to him. Oh my gosh. Cool. Wow. That's interesting. Claude was also murdered. Not long, five years after uh, the demise of his, his beloved. Yeah. All right. Well, we rambled on this time for a good amount of time. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, two-in-one Valentine's Day special. I don't think we even planned for it to be this long, but there was so much to converse about. There really was. Within the episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. Or the, yeah, uh, the story. We hope you're still here, guys. <laughs> and I hope you're not asleep. Uh, yeah, and have a great Valentine's Day. Yeah, if you're not asleep, go find us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as the little bell thingling so yep. you get notified whenever we have new content. Yeah. Please go ahead and if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder. Follow us on Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And Insta at More Than Murder Pod. And if you want to tell us what you think about the first case we talked about, um, who committed the crime of the seven seven dude massacre on valentine's yeah. day let yeah. us know what your thoughts are on that who done it let us know what you think about tony joe henry's case i think it was a two i think that was a great episode yeah great yeah. stories heck yeah man absolutely so yeah. if you want to just let us know those things or say hi you can email us at the gmail at the gmail at the gmail at more than murder pod at gmail.com do that now. Do that, and we will thank you for Listen. listening yeah. to us. Thank you guys for coming in. And we will see you live later today. Yes. Have a nice Valentine's Day tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Sunday. Trying yes. to think. Yeah, because yes. we're even recording this ahead, ahead of time. So. Ahead, ahead of time, guys. <laughs> yes. Enjoy. Like, yes. like we said, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.